in Tel Aviv, a Messianic rabbi grabbed me by the shoulders, looked me straight through the eyeballs and asserted, if there is one thing I want you to take away from today, it is this, provoke the Jew to jealousy. <laughs> I accept, I nervously replied. It reminded me of this passage by Paul. Now I am speaking to you Gentiles in so much then as I am an apostle to the Gentiles, I magnify my ministry in order somehow to make my fellow Jews jealous and thus save some of them. For if their rejection means the reconciliation of the world, what will their acceptance mean but life from the dead? If the dough offered as first fruits is holy, so is the whole lump. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. Paul provoked his Jewish brothers, a man who is a Pharisee, well studied in the scriptures, affirmed that the law was good, that the prophets were true, and Jesus is the long-awaited Messiah. And he takes his message to the Gentiles. Now, as Gentiles, we can be particularly provocative. Paul explains, salvation has come to the Gentiles so as to make Israel jealous. The salvation of the Gentiles is designed to provoke the Jews to jealousy so that they may be saved. We're not stirring up jealousy to create animosity between them and us. On the contrary, although we may face stubborn opposition at times, we are called to love them by rousing emotions that subjects them to confront the truth about who Jesus is. Paul cried, I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were accursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. When was the last time you had unceasing anguish for the Jews to come to know their Messiah? What, it's different because you're not related by blood? Earlier that week in Israel, I walked into a Jewish shop in the Jewish quarter in the old city of Jerusalem. And I bought this beautiful uh, shofar as a memento. And uh, to the owner of the shop, who was uh, an Orthodox Jewish man, whose name I won't mention, although I am praying for you, I remembered an example that a missionary Stephen Holmes gave. And so I reiterated, I believe wholeheartedly in the promise God gave to Abraham. Now I learned later from my notes that I could have replaced the English word for God with the Hebrew word Hashem, meaning the name, which uh, could have been a better alternative, but this wasn't planned in any way. Continuing, as a Gentile, I place my entire hope on the promise given to you and your people being fulfilled in the future by Messiah. Now, this is where they look at you as if you've mixed Christianity and Judaism together, which I haven't, us Gentile Christians just get a little foggy with our theology. And I continue, I believe Messiah is Yeshua and he will bring full restoration of Israel and the re-establishment of the Davidic throne to reign as the everlasting king. And my friend and I then spent half an hour with this man chatting theology and even bought us a coffee. When we're obedient to God's word, including Paul's exhortation of provoking to jealousy, it gives God an opportunity to work and transform hearts and minds. And we just stand there and are like, wow, that was a God appointment. You see, Gentile salvation is a provocation to the Jews. Why? If I say as a non-Jewish person to a Jewish person, orthodox or secular, I love the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, it makes them jealous. 
since deep down they know that Israel is the bride and that God is their husband. So when you say you love their spouse and you are deeply satisfied by the joy and guidance and peace and grace and kindness and faithfulness and comfort from their God, it makes them jealous like an estranged spouse. Hey, back off my husband, like an estranged person who has committed adultery from their God. And the idea is that it will tenderly provoke them back to seeking their God and particularly revealing their Messiah to be Yeshua, we in the West call Jesus. Because it is him who is their husband, their God and their king. And when they do, they will discover that we too as non-Jewish people have been grafted into the commonwealth of Israel. We don't have to fight over our God and king. With all our Western antics today, we see more provocation towards vexation opposed to jealousy for their God. If we are to be moved by the words of Paul, we must first understand that we do not replace the Jewish people. Jews remain Jews and Gentiles remain Gentiles and roles differ. Secondly, the grandmother of a friend of mine who was a Holocaust survivor said, it's funny, the Gentiles, they don't realize they worship a Jewish king. We must grapple with who our God is. He is the king of the Jews. He's the king of Israel. Yet many of us have stripped him of his identity. Lastly, we are required more than any time in history to return and evaluate our biblical hope. Far from this clouded heaven idea we have, we worship a God who will be the king of an earthly kingdom reality. We understand that the gospel must go to all nations before the return of the Lord motivating us to mission. Nonetheless, please let us not forget the nation the gospel went forth from. Just because the UK has turned its back on God, we don't say, oh well, it's had its chance, move on. No, of course not. Let us not apply a different standard to the nation of Israel. Speaking to his Jewish followers, Jesus said, you will not see me again until you say, Baruch Habab Hashem Adonai, blessed is him who comes in the name of the Lord. We Gentiles will not be resurrected to glory until the Jews accept and welcome Jesus as their king. If you need motivation to evangelize the Jews, take that also. Are you ashamed of the gospel? No way. Keep reading the verse you think I'm referencing. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. It still applies to the Jew first. Both Jewish believers and Gentile believers are to take the gospel to the Jewish people and to the nations, but never the nations only. Loving the Jewish people means telling them that their Messiah is Jesus and faith in him alone apart from their works. Loving the people of all of the nations means telling them they desperately require a savior and faith in Jesus the Jewish Messiah is the person that can redeem them. A remnant of Jews will believe and accept Jesus as their Lord and Saviour. And a remnant from each nation will also believe and accept Jesus as their Lord and Saviour. The Jewish people were to take the gospel to the nations as a priestly people. When the majority of them refuse to accept Jesus as their Messiah, it is the nations who are to take the gospel back to the Jewish people. It is my prayer that the Jewish people will be grafted back into the tree of the true root in great multitudes alongside the Gentiles who God uses in a jealousy for his affection, provoking them back to saving faith in Jesus of Nazareth.